Hello! This week's coffee is going to be El Salvador La Lujon. Welcome to episode 151 of In My Mug. My name is Steve Layton, and as I said, this week's going to be about El Salvador La Lujon. La Lujon is a farm on the Santrana Volcano in El Salvador, uh, a super famous growing region, um, not just in El Salvador but kind of in the world, producing some of the most amazing coffees. Um, I've been very lucky enough to taste a lot of coffees from this area. Uh, and some of my best experiences and some of the most amazing coffees that I've found have kind of come from this very small mountain stroke volcano in El Salvador. Um, I've also been lucky enough to kind of visit Ernesto a couple of times on the farm now and um, that's right up there with the experiences I've had with the coffee, had a, an absolutely awesome time. The drive up to the farm is kind of like a who's who of coffee. Driving past farms as if it was like a trip around Beverly Hills kind of visiting the stars, you know, wanting to take pictures of signs and, and of different farms as we went past. Um, but at the very, very top of this mountain, the very peak, you've got Ernesto Mendez, who has the penthouse apartment of these uh, superstar homes. And um, Ernesto owns a couple of farms on this, on this volcano. He owns uh, Los Andes, uh, which is a previous Cup of Excellence award winner, uh, Alaska, which is a previous Couple of Excellence Award winner. Uh, and he owns Los Brumas, which is not quite Santorana, but he's also a Couple of Excellence Award winner. Are you seeing the pattern forming here? I am. Um, so, uh, Ernesto owns a number of farms, but this is probably his most famous and probably uh, the most amazing uh, terroir. Uh, the variety he grows on the farm is uh, Bourbon, which is mainly orange Bourbon with a smidgen shoulder of red. This kind of happens on lots of farms where you find somebody says oh it's all yellow or all orange or all red, there'll be a little bit mixture of, uh, of the others. The altitude of the farm is uh, 1850 meters above sea level which on its own is not so interesting um, but it's super super high for growing coffee. The interesting part of it is at night it gets incredibly cold because it's so high up which really slows down the maturation of the coffee cherry. Um, the crop at La Luzon can be four or five months behind that of the rest of El Salvador um, and this is one of the reasons why. The other reason is Neto decided that he wants to pick it when it's at its very ripest so he'll ignore the financial implications of not picking that coffee straight away and he'll wait until the red is the deep dark purple looking coffee bean and he'll wait till the orange is like vibrant and really looking amazing as if it's ready to fall off the trees. Um, he'll also go through and do three, four, five, six, seven picks, however many it takes. Um, the great thing with Ernesto is quality is number one, two, three priority for him. That's it. That's what it's all about is what's in the cup. Um, qualified Q grader can taste coffee which is you know, very important. 
I think there are many times where you find that you know a terroir has a certain effect on a, on a coffee that makes it amazing, and then other times you find it's the craft of the farmer working against the terroir to, to you know do his very best to bring uh, that coffee out. This is one of those rare occasions where both skill of the hand and you know the the the, the love of the the, the, the land you know, so hand and land coming in um, to to make the coffee great. I think also with Ernesto you get somebody who understands his craft but also communicates that craft so I get photos throughout the year from the farm of the, how the farm's looking, what's happening, information um, and it's not just at harvest time he contacts us which is kind of unusual um, and something that I like very much I think uh, this gives him his unique, uh, unique selling point. So how do we come and get better buying this coffee? Well, as I said, Alaska is another farm that I'm, I'm sure if you've watched these before, you will know. And Alaska uh, came eighth in the Cup of Excellence in 2007. And we bought that lot, and this was the first experience we had of Ernesto. The following year, the Cup of Excellence, um, I decided that I was gonna go uh, and do a bit of a tour after the Cup of Excellence has finished. I wasn't part of the, the jury. And uh, went to meet Ernesto. And this guy was walking around with this big trophy because La Illusion had won and we bought this in uh, 2008 from the Cup of Excellence. Since then we bought more and more of this coffee um, and uh, to the point of we had a European exclusive. Now we buy everything from the farm apart from a very small lot which goes to a chain of coffee shops in El Salvador called Viva Espresso. Which leads me very nicely into my next bit about this coffee because Viva Espresso is owned by Federico um, and uh, oh, uh, Lily, and they are very well known in El Salvador. I met them in 2008 and uh, got talking to Federico and Lily and became kind of good friends with them. Uh, then in London, 2010, it's all about years this, this one, but keep with me. In 2010, the WBC in London, I met Federico again, um, as he was there with a guy called Alejandro. Uh, Alejandro Mendes uh, was the British champion that year, competed in London, did exceptionally well, made finals, which was pretty stunning. Um, and I knew barista competition was coming round when I was going on my trip this year. So I popped an email to Federico and said, would I be able to come and perhaps do some of the run-throughs with your team and hopefully catch up with Alejandro again and Lily and, and, and have a good time. And uh, he said, yeah, sure, but only if you bring some coffee for Alejandro because he would like you to roast his coffee for his national competition, which was humbling, amazing, stunning. So we sent the coffee to uh, Alejandro. He played, he liked. Um, and when I went this year, I actually took him a hand luggage his competition coffee for the national competition um, where he won. He went to the WBC and used this coffee in his uh, espresso and in his signature drink. He used the natural version for his cappers. Um, and only went and won the damn thing. So uh, this coffee is uh, been used by the WBC champion and so we have a, a European stroke American exclusive on it and, and, and I'm very excited by that. Um, I actually did a video with Alejandro when I was there uh, the day in, in Bogota, the day after he won, so go watch that and I'll pop a link on the screen now. So I touched on the processing saying that about the natural and, and Ernesto does uh, a little bit of natural, he does uh, a reserve which we're going to be selling this year as well, but they're tiny, tiny lots. This is the fully washed version, so it's submerged in water and is uh, uh, what we would call a traditional 
uh, fermented in water, washed, fully submersed coffee. So, I'm going to get on to get tasting the coffee in a minute, but some one thing we're not going to lose is the snozzer in the bowl. So, um, yeah, snozzer in. And straight away, I've managed to get coffee on the end of my nose, good start. You can smell the citrus, you can smell the vibrancy, and you can smell how amazing this coffee's going to be. It really does have a zing, a zest. Um, it's, it's, it's vibrant. It's, it's just a really vibrant, aromatic coffee. So, now it's time for us to try the cup. I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. And you can smell on the espresso, that, you know, again, the citrus, the vibrancy. Um, and this is... This is a challenging espresso. Uh, if you tried last year's uh, and you've tried Kicker, then you'll know where I'm coming from. This is the brightness in the Kicker. This is the lemon. I mean, for me, I get a pink lemonade and I just kind of get it all over it. Mixed in with a sherbet, so you're getting that vibrancy and that liveliness coming through. So the lemonade of the fizz and the, the sherbet of the fizz. But then what I get on the back end is like a fruit salad sweet. And if you've not had one of these, you. This is, takes me right back to my childhood. Um, it's like a raspberry pineapple hit of kind of whizzing me back in time. Uh, I can almost I can almost taste the yellow and pink wrapper as, I, as I'm drinking it. And it is an amazing espresso. Could even win WBC one day if somebody used it right. But it is, it's an amazing one. So, the espresso stays as the taste in it. As you know, we're doing something new this week. But what I wanted to introduce is something called the Wheel of Death. And the Wheel of Death is a generator that comes up with something that I wouldn't normally try that coffee in. So we're going to set that generator going now. And this week's is the Eva Solo. Um, the Eva Solo is a brewer that I personally really like. Um, and I don't think necessarily gets the love that it should. Um, I think that it's a very similar cup profile to thinking of a French press or something like that. And you get that texture, you get that mouthfeel with it. Um, we did a brew guide to go with the Yves Solo a little while back, so um, you should definitely go back and watch that. Um, but I poured the, the coffee here, and um, yeah, time to dive in. And again, you get that lemonade, and you get that perfect kind of fruit salad sweet. Sticky, sweet, lovely, with a vibrant acidity. It's alive. Um, also, because this new crop's come in, Kicker's been changed as well, so if you haven't tried Kicker for a little while, which is one of our, it's kind of like our show-off blend, if you like, this works really, really well. Um, it has a little bit of Alaska in, it has uh, obviously the La Illusion, and it has a smidgen of an Ethiopian Sadamo washed that I think complements the two really, really well. So do go and look at that. So, new format. It's evolved more than a revolution, but um, let me know what you think. I, I am enjoying it. Uh, I, I've had a few test run-throughs with this this week, and it, I kind of really kind of got into it a little bit more, and it's excited me again. So I hope it's excited you too. But one thing that was never going to change because I don't think I, I think I'm going to have this chipped onto my tombstone. Life is too short for bad coffee.